All right, it's Dream Sunday. I, I pray you've got a dream in your heart. And as a church, we've never shied away from dreaming when it comes to our future. In fact, when you serve a big God, you can't have a small dream. Uh, you can't confine God to just what you can do. And uh, this is a time where we need to lean into God and put our trust in Him. And it's so important when it comes to life that we carry a picture on the inside of what we want to live in when it comes to our future. One of my favorite verses in Corinthians talks about that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can comprehend the things that God's got for those who love Him. But it goes on, but the, it says, but the Spirit of God reveals those things to us. I'm praying today that God would reveal something in your spirit that you'd be able to hold on to in this next season. Because whatever picture we have on the inside is what we're walking towards. And that's in the positive and the negative. And here we get the opportunity to dream a God dream. If you sit next to somebody, say, dream a God dream. What I feel in my spirit leading into 2022 is as a church, we've got to go big. In fact, that's the theme I'm declaring for 2022 is we are going big. We're going to go big on everything. And where we are today may have started off from a small seed. In fact, what we're living in today came into, the, into a person's imagination as a form of a seed. But that seed meditated on, that seed watered on, has led to tens of thousands of people's lives impacted around the world. Yeah, I've never had a dream so much to preach in front of 10,000 people. I have preached to thousands of people, but my dream more than standing in front of a large crowd has always been to mobilize tens of thousands of people. And right now we've got tens of thousands of people who call Equippers Church their church. And I wonder what could happen in this next season if we all carried a God dream, if we all determined in our heart that we were going to think big, that we're going to think God-sized thoughts. See, Equippers Church has always been about the equipping and the empowerment, empowering of the individual. For, for a person, an individual to take God, that God deposit in their life and use it for kingdom expansion. That's right, you've got a God deposit in your life. And it's for us to take that seed and allow God to, to, to nurture it and build it so that it can become all that He's purposed and all that He's destined it. You know, right now we're in a pandemic and in this pandemic for a lot of people, it's highlighted the chaos the world's in. Now, once it was easy to bury one's head in the sand and just get, on, get busy with the activities of life and ignore what's going on around us. But today, many people are aware that, hey, the world's got a lot of problems. I don't know what happens when you hear about the problems in the world, whether you're overwhelmed, whether it gets you anxious. But I believe as Christians, one thing it should do in our hearts is we should be burdened by it. We should be concerned by what's happening in the world. We should be grieved. Because what we've got to understand, when it comes to a God dream, a God dream is always discovered in the soil of a problem. A God dream is always discovered in the soil of even, even chaos. No problem equals no dream. When we have a dream, a dream or a vision without a problem or a burden 
What we have is just our ambition. And in a lot of places, we can be driven by selfish ambition. And we're answering, we're seeking to answer questions that nobody's actually answering. <laughs> answer questions nobody's asking. And, and one thing you and I are called to is we're called to engage the chaos. We're called to engage the darkness in our world. We're called to engage it and bring order and bring light to it. Let's make sure we never create a selfish existence where we're inoculated from the chaos in our world. You know, pain and problems are actually the manure of vision. And the fact that you've got problems means that, that you can tap into answers and you can find God in those places. And we see this right throughout the Scripture. If we look at David, David had a problem. His problem's name was Goliath. And he spoke to the problem. He didn't avoid the problem. He didn't live in fear because of the problem. He spoke to the problem and he defeated that problem. We look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah was burdened because his home city was in disarray. The walls had been broken down and, and the people weren't advancing. And there was a burden that he carried. And because of that burden, he was able to bring answers to that situation. If we look at Moses, Moses couldn't turn his head from the injustice that his people were under, were suffering from. And so as a result, in a journey that he went on, God called him in that place to be a deliverer. Esther, Esther again, she chose to not take her position for granted and she risked her life to save a nation. I wanna say, in a lot of places, we find ourselves in privileged positions. Let's never take those positions for granted, let's dream a God dream where we're actually prepared to risk where we are so that we can see the kingdom of God go further. Here's the deal, no problem, no dream. In fact, a dream, a God dream is discovered in the soil of a problem. Come on, right now, I want you to thank God for the problems in your life. Thank God, thank you God. Not, not, not that He brought them about, but God wants to use them and he wants to use them to be a catalyst so that we can see answers in Jesus' name. And I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 4. In fact, Jake just stole my scripture. Um, but Isaiah chapter 54 here, the, the children of Israel were in a barren situation. And, and the prophet comes along and says, Sing, O barren. How many know when you're barren, when you're in place of no answers and lack, that's the last thing that you feel like doing? When you get an answer, that's when you want to sing. But here, the instruction from the prophet was, sing, O barren. Sing, o, sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song, you who have never experienced childbirth. It's a, it's a little bit of a strange command to say, sing, rejoice. When you're in a barren situation, it's like yeah, two ends of the emotional spectrum. Uh, you know, nothing brings sorrow like being barren. But the key here, and I believe the key to bringing about answers in our world is spiritual barrenness is broken by the power of worship. I want to say that spiritual barrenness is broken by the power of worship. Our worship has the power to bring something new to birth. That's why we can't hold back in our worship, even if it's online. This is not a season to reduce, pull back and abdicate on our creational mandate to worship God. Come on, I hope you sung this morning. I hope you actually gave voice to those words that were on the screen. 
We didn't just hear worship, but from our hearts, we rejoice because worship is the key to breakthrough. And, and it's from this place of singing and rejoicing, the prophet then gives some instructions, which Jake read out before in the message version. It says, listen to this, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out and think big. On, you, you might just need to verbalize that right now. Spread out. I'm going to spread out in this next season. And what am I going to do? I'm going to think, not small, I'm going to think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the 10 pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room. Some people's worlds right now are too crammed. And you're overwhelmed. But you're, what you're going to do is you're going to make, you're going to need lots of elbow room for a growing family. You're going to take over whole nations and you're going to resettle abandoned cities. Uh, what are we going to do in 2022? We're going to go big in 2022. You know, the old expression, go big or go home. We've all heard that. Well, we've done home for a long time. In fact, over 100 days right now. And so in 2022, what are we going to do? We're going to go big. In fact, you know, in the UK, you, the UK was under lockdown for a long time. And uh, I just read this morning that a lot of people are suffering from HOGO, H-O-G-O, HOGO, which means uh, it's simply the hassle of going out. <laughs> the hassle of going out. It's like it, they've got so confined to home that it, the thought of going out, uh, going out is actually a hassle. One thing I really believe in this next season we need is some circuit breakers. Because we've got accustomed to our homes. that The thought of going out is even a hassle. But we need to break the hassle of going out. We can't suffer from hogo in this next season because we've got to go big. In fact, architects would say this in design, and I talked to my brother who's an architect, that there's this principle of compression and release. Compression and release. And so often you go through a small space, but then it will open up into a bigger space. I really believe we've been living in this small, confined space. And God's had a purpose for that space, but He's about to take us into a bigger space. This whole thing of compression. Things have been compressed, but there's about to be a release. It's like your clothes when you go home. You know, everything's been compressed, and then you undo a few buttons, and then there's a release that, that happens there. And I, I just feel like things have been confined. Things have been small, but God wants to take us into a big space. There's nothing wrong with small. Small is important. There's a purpose for small. Small brings strength. It brings clarity. Small, it brings agility. You can turn a mini on a dime, but an 18-wheeler truck, you need some braking distance. Smaller is good, but... You know, a lot of people look at the advantages of small and they miss the purpose of big. Big can get a lot of bad press, but I want to say big isn't bad. In fact, big is on the heart of God. His desire, get this, His desire is that none perish, but all come to everlasting life. None. Imagine if our city, our community, if everybody in that, in that space got saved. How many know we'd have some big church? We'd have some big gatherings. Here's the deal. If you have a problem with big church, you have a problem with the purpose of God. And, and Equipus Church has never been a church just to meet Christians' needs. We're a church that's on mission. And I believe the filter we need to look at our future th through is, 
is through mission. In fact, that's how we're going to navigate this next season, is how can we win, the, uh, the, uh, how can we reach the most people? How can we create opportunities for them to encounter God? Because our life is no longer about us. And I've found when it comes to a God dream, a God dream lives in the land of big. It lives in the land of increase and enlargement. And that's where we need to upsize our faith. Let's not limit God to what we can do. Let's tap into the stuff that only He can do. That's why as a church, I want to say we're going big on mission. Let's not make small of the big things that God's asked us to do. Because one, uh, one day we're all going to have to give an account. We're going to have to stand before God and, and answer to the question, did, did you do what I called you to do? We want to be big on mission. We want to be big on equipping. I love the college graduation that went on. But we want to see that expand, grow, and enlarge. In fact, in the next year, we're looking to actually establish a college in the UK. Because we don't want to just impact one nation or, or 10 nations. We want to impact nations for Jesus. We're going to be big on community impact. I love what took place in Heart Week in the middle of a lockdown. The ministry that took place was amazing. That was one week. Imagine if we could use that as a launching pad where we could see many more initiatives bringing hope and bringing change to our community. We're going to be big on His presence. If we aren't aware of His presence, we'll never know whether He's leading us or not. And that's why we want to be aware constantly of His presence. That's where if we have the opportunity to gather together, let's make the most of it. We're going to be big on evangelism because we're going to make in the season God's last command our, our first priority. Come on, spread out. Everyone listening to my voice right now, a God word for you is spread out. Think big. I know in Auckland, we've been praying for one large venue that can hold us all. And I just feel in this next season, God's not saying one venue in fact, what we're going to do is, I'm believing in this next season, God is going to release the capacity where we could have 10 locations across Auckland. We'll still come together in one big venue like the Spark Arena or another venue. But I, I believe if we're to see a city saved, it's not going to be one or two locations or the four locations we've currently got. We're believing in this next season, we're going to add six more and there's going to be 10 locations around Auckland. You know, where we're going to go, south, south, south. And because there's not just south now, there's south and then there's south, south. There's east and there's far east. Well, at least in our hubs, youth hubs there is. There's west and there's west and there's north shore. And then there's Hibiscus Coast and then there's Walkworth. And there's many communities that are growing. And we've got to, we've got to create space, spread out. What are we going to do? We're going to spread out and we're going to think big. But just quickly, what I want to do is I want us to give, I want to give this morning three big things, three big things to focus on in 2022. Three big things that are going to help us, I believe, navigate this next season. Because our focus often determines our direction. So you ready for this? Here, here are the three big things. The, the first thing I want you to focus on is I want you, it may sound a little bit strange at Dream Sunday, but I want you to focus on that which hasn't changed. 
It's so easy to be overwhelmed by all the change that is around us that we get overwhelmed by the change and we think about what we can't do. Let's not be focused on what what has changed and what we can't do. Let's focus on what hasn't changed and what we can do. No matter what season we're in, we can win people to Jesus. No matter what season we're in, we can worship. No matter what season we're in, we can see discipleship take place. And so many people are overwhelmed by what has changed that they've lost sight of what hasn't changed and what we can do. I love Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, where it says, Jesus is the same. He's the same pre-COVID, yesterday, today, and forever. After COVID, during COVID, you know, God's the same. And here's the thing. He's our rock. He's unmovable. He's unshakable. What that should release in you is a profound confidence. Is that, yes, things on the outside may have changed, but we're trusting in a God who's unmovable, unshakable. He's our rock. And when you're building on a rock, when the storms come, you don't move. Too many people have moved simply because they haven't built their life on the rock. In fact, they've built their life on the sand. And I believe it's important in this next year to really hold on to God's Word. Here's the deal. The grass withers, the flower fades, but God's Word stands forever. And I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 32. It says, he says, I will run the course of your commands. What are we going to do in 2022? We're going to run the course of His commands. They're not old-fashioned. I'll run the course of your commands, for you will enlarge my heart. You will enlarge my heart. In fact, I read a story about an 18th century philosopher named Voltaire, and he made a bold prediction. He said that within 100 years, the Bible would be out of circulation. It would be obsolete. Do you know, 100 years after that declaration, 100 years after that, the Bible was more popular than ever. In fact, the house that he lived in in Paris was actually transformed and became a Bible factory. How crazy is that? You know, many people have predicted, oh, you know, that's old-fashioned. That's One thing is, the Word of God stands forever. The grass withers, the flower fades, but God's Word stands forever. And when there's attacks on their Bible, a lot of people have got good ideas, but it's not the Word of God. It's not God's idea. When there's attacks on the Bible, it's good to remember that there's nothing new. People have said it before. You know, and the Bible's still the the number one most selling book in the world. And our mandate hasn't changed. Our mandate to go hasn't changed. Our mandate for evangelism and discipleship hasn't changed. And I believe like Jesus instructed the disciples in John chapter 4, he says, you know the same four months between planting and harvest? You know, four months, you know, oh, let's just wait four months for this to pass. You know, you know that saying? But he goes on, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are ripe for harvest. So let's not say, oh, well, four months, once things settle down, four months, once we have our summer holidays, four months. No, no, God's got a purpose here and now. Let's not say four months. Let's wake up. Let's look around. The fields are already ripe unto harvest. And we need to focus on what hasn't changed. People's need for God hasn't changed. 
In fact, this is a season where people are looking for answers. And this is the time, this is the opportunity where you and I need to step up. Let's go big in 2022. Second focus that I believe can help us in this season is we need to focus on what's not changing. Second focus is we need to focus on people. Listen to this. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. I know Summer Revolution is going to be doing that. Clearing lots of ground because I believe Summer Revolution is going to be big in 2022. It says, make your tents large, spread out, and think big. Now, now, when it comes to our dream, if it doesn't include people and the salvation of people, it's going to become an empty dream. Let's make sure that we value people over possessions. People are of high value, the highest value in the kingdom of God. And we've got to place value on people, on others. And that's why Jesus even instructed people in in Luke chapter 16, verse 9. He says, here's a lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others. Whoa, that's counterculture. Use worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they'll welcome you into an eternal home. We can so much focus on possessions and fulfilling our need that we forget about the need of others. I believe a God dream is released when your focus is on others, the benefit of others, bringing about change in the world, positive change in the world. And we need to focus on people. So easy coming into Christmas to focus on possessions. But let's not make our, our focus possessions. Let's make it people, which brings me to the third focus. So we're going to focus on that, which isn't changing. We're going to focus on people. And the third one is we're going to focus on expansion. Focus on expansion. For us to really expand. And this is where I believe God's taking us. We're going to expand to the left and to the right. From the north, the south, the east, and the west. Come on, God's saying, spread out, spread out. But for that to happen, we've got to think big. Right now, where is your thinking limited? Yeah, the challenge is to think bigger. Come on, business person, think bigger. Think big about what you're doing. Don't think small about the big thing that God's called you to. Embrace God's mindset. His ways are not our ways, His thoughts are not our thoughts, His ways are higher. Come on, where do you need to elevate your thinking? Right now, some of us are in trouble because we're looking at a situation through our eyes from a human perspective. Let's get a God perspective on what we're facing. Let's zoom out and see things from His point of view. Let's think big. But the second thing we need to do is we need to, number one, think big. Second thing is we need to prepare or make room. Where's this space in your life? So many, so much of our lives are ordered that our lives are crammed. In fact, my mother would always say, you know, when it comes to packing your suitcase, always leave space. Uh, how many have gone on holiday and you've taken too much stuff? You know, you thought through all the dis- different scenarios and you think, I might need this, I might need this. And then there's a whole lot of stuff in your suitcase that you never used and you never wore. You know, don't pack your suitcase too tightly. Yeah, if you pack it too tightly, if you go to a a different space and you see stuff you want to bring home, if your suitcase is packed too tightly, you don't have the room to take it home. 
And that's why we've got to create room in our lives. So in this next season, when God brings things into our life, there's, there's actually space to accommodate it. Come on, make room. Make so much room that, that God has to come in and fill the gaps. So, so we're going to, what are we going to do? Think bigger. We're going to make room. And the third thing I believe the challenge is, is to always grow younger. One, one thing as a church, we're always committed to creating a platform for another generation. I don't want to say the next generation because it's not like one generation is on hold until the other one gets out of the way. No, God wants the generations working together. And as a church, we're committed to the release of another generation. While we're engaged in the harvest, we want to release another generation to engage in the harvest as well. The church is only a couple of generations away from extinction. And the heart of God is always to go to the young and release the young. You know, we, I don't want to build a church that's about me. I'm 47 years old right now, but I want to build a church that, that, that reaches not just my kids' age, but, but the next generation coming through. It's it said that their generations, the gap between generations is six years. And I believe the, the, the challenge is always to reach down, to reach another generation. And, and we've got to grow younger. Come on, I, I want to give you some anti-aging advice. If you want some anti-aging advice right now, is serve another generation. Because what generation doesn't like being served? If you want a pathway to irrelevance, just make your life about you and your needs. But as, as long as your eyes are focused on another generation and the release of another generation, it'll keep you young, it'll keep you young, and you'll be relevant because you're there to benefit them. You're there to come underneath them and encourage them. Come on, we as a church are committed to, to, to passing the baton on in a stronger place than when we received it. We, we want our ceiling to be the floor of the next generation. And for that to happen, we need to grow younger. Come on, some of us right now, we're just concerned about our, us and our peers' needs. But I want everyone who calls Equipage Church their home to make a determined decision in this next year, we're gonna grow younger. We're gonna grow younger. We're positioned for mission. And we're gonna launch out and we're gonna think big. Because there's a harvest outside of our doors and there's young people, young men and women who are called by God. And if we don't speak up, if we don't occupy a space, the things of the world will occupy that space. And that's why we've got a responsibility to actually grow younger. And I love the words, come on, clear lots of grounds for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out and think big. But it goes on in the message and it says this. And these are some words of encouragement that I want you to hear today. Listen to this. Tune in right now to these words. Listen to these words. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. That's in the message version in Isaiah 54. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Some of you go, oh, well, if I go big and I'm left hanging, I'm going to be embarrassed. No. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. Listen to this. This is a prophetic word for some people. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. 
And listen, for those a little bit older, you'll forget all the humiliations of your youth. Some of you are not on what it is to step out and it hasn't worked out and you felt humiliated, you felt let down. It says you'll forget all the humiliations of your youth. So what? Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow or being in that barren place will fade from memory. Come on, God has got a harvest. Don't say four months. Don't say, oh, once we get out of this pandemic. No, there's harvest now. Wake up, look around. There's harvest. There's harvest around you. And God wants to release something significant in and through your life. Again, it's not about the big crowds as much as the bigness of heart in the individual's heart that can, re- can release and mobilize masses of people that we might see His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, go big in 2022. If you sit next to somebody, around somebody, just yell at them, <laughs> slap them on the face. No, don't do that. But say, come on, go big, wake up, look around. Let's go big in 2022. Well, we're going to speak more into this uh, coming into the end of the year, but also as we go into next year. But I really believe there's a promise for us to, to hold on to, to expand, to enlarge, to spread out, to think big. And as we do that, I believe God's going to come, uh, come good on every word that He's spoken. But right now, how about we pray? I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to say, come Holy Spirit, wherever you are right now, I want you to welcome the Holy Spirit into that atmosphere, into that environment. If you're sitting on a couch, just close your eyes, lift a hand. And I want you to focus in this moment and say, come. Because it's not going to be by my might. It's not going to be by my power. You all need to say this. God, it's going to be by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, remove every limitation around my life. Holy Spirit, we don't want to hold you captive to our own thoughts. Lord, I pray right now to everybody who's listening under the sound of my voice right now that a God dream would be birthed in their spirit. A God dream that wouldn't let them go. Lord, even when they try and let it go, Lord, I pray it will arrest their attention. They'll be confronted by what's in front of them, that they'll have to move and they'll have to trust you. Lord, I thank you for a fresh awakening that's happening right now where people have been held captive to apathy and even despondency. I thank you, Lord, that there's a strength coming into people's hearts and lives right now. They're going to have the strength to step out, the courage to take a step, to open their mouth, to go for things they they once thought were impossible. And we release that right now by your Spirit. In Jesus' name. Or we pray for the church as a whole. Lord, let this be a season of harvest. Coming into Christmas, I pray for your blessing and your protection over every family, over every household. 
But Lord, I pray you wouldn't just protect, but you would enlarge the place of their dwelling. Lord, that there'd be a stretching out to the left and the right, Lord, and all over the place. Lord, that there'd be testimony upon testimony of answered prayer. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen.